Hey, you guys. So um, I'm on the floor in my closet, and um, I sold my last microphone, so this um, audio experience might be a little bit different. I'm trying something new, and I kind of just hope that it works out for you guys on the other end. Um, before I get into today's topic or today's conversation, um, I just want to let you guys know where my heart and my mind is with stuff like this on this platform, um, but also on the blog, in addition to just sharing my life and um, my insight, I guess. I, I always try to make sure that I'm bringing my listeners and my readers some kind of value. I always want to make sure that you guys are able to leave with something. Um, I'm not trying to be open or honest just for the sake of being open and honest. Um, I I feel like there is a certain amount of value added in um, other people just knowing that I'm an actual person actually living through um, some things. And so today I just kind of wanted to share... I guess some self-reflection that's happening on my part. Um, it's been a while. It's been a very long while since my last episode. Um, a lot of life is happening. A lot of life has been happening. Um, but I think I'm kind of breaking down under the pressure a little bit. Sometime within the last three years, I remember having a conversation um, with somebody. And mentally, I, I wrestle a lot um, with myself, no longer trusting God, no longer trusting people, and no longer trusting myself to have an accurate um, view of, of character <laughs> based on based on what I can see, what I can hear, what I feel. And I remember having a conversation with someone where, where I remembered, where I remember often, actually, how I knew them, how I saw them, how they were, the aspects of them that they presented. And what feels like all of a sudden they're standing in front of me. And I'm like, who are you? Like, who is this person? So I've had, ex I've had experiences where I'm the person looking at the other person, like questioning like who they are. But honestly, this month, this past month especially, um, I've been really having to, I've been really having to find myself. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't usually use that kind of terminology. Um, like, I'm not the kind of person that's like, oh, I just need time to find myself. Like, I know I am who I am. Um, but I've been having a, a lot of trouble finding myself past my pain, finding the, the, truest and most integral parts of who I am. It's been really difficult for me 
to give myself uh, grace for where I am while trying to pursue the kinds of goals that I that I'm trying to achieve. For those of you who maybe don't know, I'm actually in the process of getting a divorce right now. Um, And I have a three-year-old daughter at the moment, so I put a lot of pressure on myself um, to grow from this because I understand how important it is. Uh, There's a whole other young, uh, impressionable life involved. So. I remember having a conversation with a friend slash mentor and I was just talking about how I'm like, I'm kind of done with myself. I, I don't like that. I, I don't like that. I can be so easily triggered. I don't like that. Um, that. I'm anxious or sad. Um, I don't. I don't want pity. I don't want sympathy. Uh, I don't want to be coddled. Like I just want to be over this part. I want this part to be done. And um, at some point in the middle of that conversation, I was like, I, I want to be a really good ex-wife. <laughs> um, in in the same way that I made vows to be a good wife, I also want to make vows to myself and to God and to my daughter to be a good ex-wife. Like, that is a goal for me. <laughs> and And I remember her response was, like, who says that? Who says that? Who who makes it their goal to be a good ex? Who does that? Um, and I remember her shock kind of shocking me. I'm like, is this not normal? And some time has gone by, and obviously I'm human, and I make mistakes, and I feel things, and... There are actions and reactions and and consequences and and perpetuating cycles of this whole thing that i'm I'm trying to navigate, and I've actually just been getting to a point where I'm wondering how much of my goals for family, how much of my goals even for a broken family are possible. Like, are they achievable? Are they doable? Are they realistic? I know I've shared it in some previous episodes that my mom um, got married and divorced uh, three times. And I don't say that um, just to say it. I say it because me being in the process I'm in now, I, I understand what it's like to be the child in a dynamic like that. I understand 
what it's like to live it and deal with it and think through it and um, become a person in that kind of home environment. Um, So even now, like me as a mom, I... It's it's really weird, but I feel like I see a lifetime's worth of struggles and conflicts and and I see a lifetime's worth of pain that can become a reality not only because of the divorce itself, but I can see all of that happening if I don't get it together, like if I don't do this right, if, if I don't do everything in my power to make sure, to make sure that I heal from this. And I'm just going to let you guys into my mind really quick. Um, I think of myself as an individual. I think of myself as a person. I think of myself as a woman and a Christian. And I think about how I am going to be, and I am now a primary model for Ava. So I think about how my pain has the potential to impact her, um, her identity as, as a daughter, as, um, as a woman one day. And, um, and so even where I am now, I try to anticipate things that haven't happened. Um, cause I feel like at least for me, being mentally prepared is a, a really crucial part for me. I feel like I can make a game plan. I can think about um, pain that I might experience, ways to deal with it, and then ways to move on from it. Uh, I think about birthdays. I think about holidays. I think about um, how to communicate the ways that God showed up for me throughout this whole process, even though they didn't turn out the way that I wanted to. I think about other parental figures that might come in the future, other mother figures, other father figures. I think about how to share her with people. I think about the ways that I feel I've lost her. It's, uh, it's a lot. Because there was a point, um, there was a part, a point in my life where I had her 24-7. I was her mom. I was her mom 100%. And now the present is not like that. 
and the future likely won't be like that either. Um, so I, try, I just try to anticipate all the difficult parts of this process um, as a way to just manage myself, um, as a way to um, be effective. So I'm just going to share, I guess, some points um, that I've realized throughout this whole thing understanding that I, I, I genuinely want to grow and I genuinely want to just move on from this, but wanting it doesn't exempt me from actually having to walk through this whole process. And um, one of the key struggles that I've had um, in my own experience as a daughter, in my own experience growing up within divorced households, and in my own experience now, uh, my most difficult issues are, are trying to manage the lessons that I've been learning from hard things. Um, there's a couple quotes here which, and I'm pretty sure there's more, um, that talk about the, our purpose coming from our pain. So there's one by Rick Joyner. He says, um, your purpose is hidden in your pain. Another one is by Evan Carmichael, I believe. He says, your purpose comes from your pain. If you don't know what your purpose is, think about the most painful moments in your life. Your purpose is to serve others who are going through that same pain. And I can definitely... Um, even like I've, I've been familiar with these quotes before, but just like kind of seeing myself live my life, I can see how, I can see how this applies to me, but it's very true for me. A lot of the pain I've experienced, um, in my life, specifically in the home, marriage and family, like so much of that is the reason for what I'm doing now. and. I'm not an example at all, but I feel like there's always a lesson to be learned somewhere. And so even though I'm not necessarily equipped to say what to do, I definitely have a lot to say about what not to do. <laughs> so um, managing the lessons I'm learning, that's a, it's a struggle for me because I feel like the lessons that I'm learning are not healthy. <laughs> They're not healthy, but they're real. I trust God. I trust his character. I trust him as a father. Um, I, I trust him for who he is. But in the area of home and family, there's a lot of gray space I don't know how to rationalize through quite yet. And in addition to that, um, I'm 27 years old. I'm 27 and I've yet to see marriage and family work. So being that a broken home is is all I've known, all I've experienced. 
all I've seen for the most part. Um, a lesson I've learned that's, again, not the healthiest lesson is that, like, that it's not for me, you know. And it's very difficult for me um, to undo that because I know who I am. I know, I know what I value. Um, I value marriage. I value marriage because I value God. I value um, marriage because I value people. I value home and family. I value my daughter. Um, but I think in order to cope in some ways, I've had to minimize how much I care for those things to just kind of keep going. I'm not the kind of person who can say, or I'm not the kind of person who can easily say that marriage and family is important, but it didn't work out for me. I, I have a hard time saying that because for me to continue to value what I know is valuable um, makes losing it that much harder. <laughs> um, and so I'm really wrestling and really trying to pray through that because um, kind of like along the lines of the story that I shared with you guys before, like I'm, I'm having a hard time seeing myself through all these broken, shattered pieces. So from a growth um, mindset, <laughs> um, in addition to just telling you guys what not to do, like if you ever find yourself in traumatic or super agonizingly painful situations, I can't exactly say how to do it, but I can say what to do. I, uh, I remember having this really super awesome conversation with a mentor after church, and he said, healing and deliverance, like one of the keys to healing and deliverance is letting go of the way that you think things should have been. Um, and I feel like that is one of the most crucial parts of um, me just kind of dealing with me at the moment is uh, letting go what I visioned enough to move in a new direction. Um, and then just in terms of reflecting and thinking about things that I could have done differently, I remember three years ago, and I'm going to say like today's October 11th, so it's been pretty much three years since this whole situation happened. Um, and I remember when things were initially expressed that, um, like when I, when I had a, a realization that um, intentions were no longer there to be successful in marriage, um, 
my first reaction was to leave. I was like, okay. Um, a lot of hurtful things were said in a respectful way. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that hurts, that hurts. And then I got the impression that um, there was a, an intention to reconcile. And I was like, okay, uh, well, there's nothing that I can do here. Like, I can't control another person. And so my initial reaction was just like, okay, like, I'm just going to accept this and um, I'm going to go back home to Florida. I'm going to, you know, be around the people I love, be around people that love me. Um, and I got advice, good advice, valuable <laughs> advice from pastors that marriage, even on my part, um, shouldn't be something that I so easily give up on. Um, and so I struggled a lot, um, staying in a situation where I wasn't necessarily wanted. Um, and I, I sought out a lot of help to remain there. Um, and I remember one of the, one of the things that kind of helped me stay resilient or just stay at all, um, was when um, someone told me, cause I, I had always said, okay, like I kind of just, I kind of just want to go home. Like I'm here and I'm trying to stay here, but I just want to go home. And my mentor was kind of seeing that I was very indecisive and it was causing me a lot of anxiety, um, because I was always dealing with this pull and tug, like, this is what I want, but this is what I'm doing and all the stuff. And then she was just like, you need to just make a decision whatever your decision is going to be, just stick to it. And that kind of helped relieve some of my mental load. Um, but if I'm looking back on everything, some positive things I did, I, I like that I went to God often when there was no one else to go to. I like that I valued what God valued. I like that I sought his direction with a lot of stuff. I like that I included him in my process. I like that I accepted and listened to and genuinely applied the advice that was given to me as best I could. <laughs> it was messy and it was hard, but there's very few parts of my process that I can say that I did something halfway. People told me to fight. I understood that there were valid reasons to fight. Marriage is valuable. Family is valuable. My daughter, I would do that for her, you know? I'd do it so that she has um, better experiences to live from and stuff. So... But one massive area where I failed, um, mostly because I did not know how, was managing to fight for things that matter, for people that matter, 
while still preserving myself. I, I did not do that. I did not know how to do that. And to this day, I don't know if it was within my capacity to do that, being the kind of feeling person that I am, having lived through what I've lived through, because all of this is very, all of it was very familiar. Um, issues at home were familiar. Rejection um, from key figures was familiar. And so a lot of stuff um, was coming up and um, in addition to just being told what to do, I would have tried to um, put a little bit more of a focus on how to do it well. <laughs> um, so key takeaways so far. Managing the lessons that you're learning, making sure that they are healthy and whole lessons that can allow you to grow. Um, and also fighting for things that matter while preserving yourself. Um, most recently, this past month, <clears throat> I've been, I've been really trying to resist the urge within me as a broken person <laughs> to disassociate and turn off, to turn off, um, to turn off my convictions, to turn off my emotions, um, the idea of completely removing myself from this situation was very tempting because <laughs> there's um super simple things. I can give an example as a mom. Um, I remember earlier this year, um, I... You know, as a mom, I had Ava 100% of the time. She was always available to me. And so um, sharing her and um, kind of reconciling with the fact that there were days and times where I wouldn't see her, where she wouldn't hear my voice, where I wouldn't be able to give her a kiss goodnight, where I wouldn't be able to just walk into her room and pray for her like I used to. Like, it's just, it was a lot, <laughs> uh, a lot of loss to cope with. And so I remember having just moments where I was like, I, I don't even want to see her. Like, I don't want to see her because I know what it's going to feel like to lose her. I know, I know that once I have her and once I remember how much I love her and once I remember, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it, it was almost like um, remaining 
remaining present, remaining emotionally available was also just really hurting me. Um, and I've always, uh, I don't know when I learned this lesson. I know it was a while because I used to shut down a lot. Um, and, and even on the receiving end of stuff, like I know what it's like to be a victim of someone who's just turned themselves off in a relationship. So somewhere at some point, um, I learned that I need to remain tender, even though it hurts and even though it sucks. Um, I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do. And I'm just still trying to navigate how to both care and care less. It's very hard. <laughs> um, so that's another thing, I guess, is um, when you're dealing with pain and trauma and difficult things, um, resisting the urge to, to turn off. I think we should all be challenged to to remain, to remain steady, um, and to remain available, um, not only to God and not only to others, but also just to ourselves. And there's this quote, this super annoying quote that everyone always tells me because I, I guess I talk about it often enough, <laughs> is never say never. Um, and I consider myself to be a weak person. I, I say that I'm weak often because I know that I am, I am a deeply feeling person. <laughs> and so me knowing how I am, me knowing how I love, me knowing the kind of convictions that I have that, um, like I, I would easily burn myself out trying to, trying to be the best version of myself for other people. And so I was like, I know how I am. I know what I can handle. I know what I can't. I know that this situation many times almost took my life. Like I did not want to live. Um, and living through it is still really hard. So I'm not going to do this again. Like, I'm never going to do this again. And I would just say it over and over. I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I am resolved. Like, I've made a decision that agrees with a lie <laughs> that I will not find happiness in this area of my life. Not as, not as a wife, not within marriage. Um, and because I know that I don't do anything halfway, I either give 100% or nothing at all. So I was like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just not going to let myself be vulnerable in this way or that way or whatever. I learned a really painful lesson in a really happy moment. Um, 
I kind of want to read a couple of these posts because I was in my feelings. <laughs> um, my friend, one of my best friends, one of my high school friends, she had a a a wedding, a destination wedding in the Dominican Republic. So I first off went on a vacation after I don't even know how many years it's been since I've gone on a vacation. I was with my family. I was with my friends. And I felt so much like myself again. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, first off, I'm loved. I'm valued. Um, people enjoy me. I enjoy people. It's possible to be present oh hey wait like I know how to have a good time I know how to laugh I know how to make jokes um I know how to find happiness in like a really simple thing so um really quick I'm going to share this verse that I I shared in a post it was Romans 12 15 says I will rejoice with those who rejoice and celebrate with those who celebrate I'm going to share in the joy of others um so even while I'm going through my process, even though I'm getting a divorce right now, um, I feel like it's still super important. Um, even though I'm mourning to celebrate with people who celebrate. To, I think it's important to... Um, acknowledge victory for other people even though I'm losing in this area like every time there's a chance to celebrate a wedding a marriage an anniversary um, when people tell me they've been um, married for decades years when people just tell me that they're happily married um, I get I always ask the question like what are some lessons that you've learned? What are the things that um, you've done that are helping you make your marriage last? Like, I'm, I'm always curious to hear about that stuff. And I feel like being able to share in other people's joy kind of takes my eye off my own problems and kind of opens up my perspectives to stuff. And so, um, but, so anyway, what I was saying, <laughs> what I was saying was that I was, um, I was really happy, really, really happy. The happiest I've been in years. And I didn't know what to do with that kind of happiness. I consider myself joyful for a lot of reasons. Um, coworkers, acquaintances, friends, they would, they'd talk to me. Um, and they would just like notice how I am, like just super simple. It could be the way that I greet them, the way that I talk to them, the way that I invest in conversations with them. And they'll be like, oh, like, you seem like such a happy person. You're always in a positive mood. Um, you're very strong. Like I, I'm like, I'm a bit transparent, not too transparent about stuff. So, um, they would note things like that. Um, and so I'm like, wow, like that's really awesome that people can see those things and say those things. Cause I feel like it's a testament to 
to my relationship with God in some ways, to say that I carry joy with me. But in like in the years that I've been dealing with everything, I've never considered myself to be that measure of happy for that much of an extended period of time. And the realization that happiness was possible for me kind of also hurt me. <laughs> and that's another thing I'm trying to navigate through is um, part of the reason that I've been able to make it this far um, is because I've <laughs> I've given up in some ways. I'm like, okay, this is just not this is just not for me. This is just not going to be possible. And so, this is my life. This is my situation, and it's doable. It's it's tolerable. I can I can do this. And then I had I had this moment. Um, where I just felt so much like myself again, where I was surrounded by just quality people, quality people for me. Um, and it gave me a hope that I don't really know what to do with. <laughs> um, there's I remember recording an episode called Get Your Hopes Up and it was about the Shunammite woman who was told um that she was gonna have a baby. Uh and she pretty much communicated, like, don't tell me that. Like, don't get my hopes up. Don't don't do that to me. Cause all she had probably ever known was disappointment and heartache and stuff. And so allowing hope in after you've dealt with stuff is really hard. Um, but I'm challenging myself to welcome that, to welcome that into my life again. And then a final thing, final thing that I'm kind of processing through, and this is something that for me is deeply personal. I don't feel, um, I, I mentioned before that I feel like I've been losing myself a little bit um, in this process, in this brokenness. And I've had moments where I'm like, like, who are you? Who are you? What are you doing? What do you care about? What do you care about most? Like, what is going on? And... Um, there's a lot of um, simple, daily, practical, everyday life decisions that um, I just have a lot of mixed feelings about. Um, living here in North Carolina, um, my perspective on marriage, um, the application of my perspective on marriage when it comes to me, my life. Um, just a lot of stuff, a whole heck of a lot of stuff. And so I've been praying because I'm like, 
I've been actually asking God for more conviction um, so that I can be someone or continue to be someone who has integrity. Um, Because the things I cared about before, to the extent or the measure that I cared about them before, um, if I care, I don't care about them in the same ways. And I just don't know, like, I'm really trying to navigate through that. And I came across this quote because I'm like, um, it's not very often that I don't understand myself. So me being in this position, I'm like, um, like I'll do anything. I'll research anything to figure out what the heck I need to do. But um, in response to trauma, um, people find different ways to cope. And this quote came up in a positive light, but for me, I kind of feel like it's a little bit of a reverse situation. It says, often people automatically reevaluate their values and redefine what is important after trauma. I am a intrinsically growth-oriented person. Um, I'm very idealistic. I have high expectations of myself. I'm very hard on myself when I make mistakes. I'm hard on myself when, um, when I see how vulnerable I am. I'm, I'm very judgmental um, when I see that I can't get past things enough to, to be the kind of person that I want to be as a woman, as a mom. Um, and so I've been kind of sensing this response, um, within the last couple months of, of just me, like having this tendency to undervalue things that I valued before. Um, and I am genuinely just trying to invite God into that space even though it's uncomfortable, even though it makes me feel shame or guilt. Um, I try to invite God into that super vulnerable spot and say, um, and just ask for help, I guess. Uh, I ask for help to care about the things that I used to care about. I ask for help to care about the things that he cares about. I ask for help to care uh, to the measure and the degree that I should in a consistent way. Um, And so um, I hope you guys are kind of getting like the tiny growth points that I'm trying to mention in this super messy process. Um, if it's a little bit too unorganized, feel free to let me know. I might just like lay it all out crystal clear in the description below. But um, there's a handful of points that I got from this post that kind of helped me. So let's see. It, so it defines it as like resilient responses to trauma. So um, I'm just going to read 
this whole thing. And then that way you guys get everything and you don't miss anything. But um, many people find healthy ways to cope with, respond to, and heal from trauma. Often people automatically reevaluate their values and redefine what is important after trauma. So me, like I'm trying, like I'm realizing that my values are changing, but not for the better. So I'm trying to switch that up so that so that it's not like that. <laughs> um, resilient responses include increased bonding with family, friends, and community. So having a good support system, having a good network. Um, redefined or increased sense of purpose and meaning. I was going to say something about that, but I'm just going to leave that at that. Um, increased commitment to a personal mission. Revising priorities and increased charitable giving and volunteerism. So finding ways to serve others. Um, yeah. So I, t I titled this episode um, The Pursuit of Happiness because I feel like it was, for me, the realization that happiness is possible that's kind of... Um, kind of messing with me a little bit so I hope <laughs> I hope that me sharing myself with you guys in this way um if you find yourself in a situation like this if you've ever found yourself in a situation like this if you find yourself in a situation like this in the future I hope you know that um I hope you know that you're not alone. I hope that you don't feel guilty for going through your process the way that you're going through it. Um, I hope that you give yourself grace. I hope that you don't compare yourself um, to other people, that you don't deem yourself as stronger or weaker than anyone else. Um, I hope that, um, in the middle of all the garbage I just shared with you guys about my life, <laughs> I hope that you get some takeaways. I hope that you, um, learn some things that you feel you can apply. I hope that, um, that you feel more equipped. Um, to see yourself more equipped to remain available, more equipped to heal and learn and all the things. Um, this, this podcast episode was not very well prepared. It was kind of just a spur of the moment thing. Um, so I'm sorry if that translated um, disorganized for you as a listener. Um, but I hope you enjoyed <laughs> and, uh, I'll see you guys in the next one.